Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning from rain-soaked New York City. We hope really? everybody is safe and dry. There's no doubt about that. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hamaki here this morning. And we're drying out right here in the studio, man. How you doing? I am good. Rain, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Not as bad in New York as it was supposed to be, or at least initially worried about, but still pretty bad and a, and a wet weekend for sure. And hope, yes, like I said, uh, hope everybody's got power and you know got got through it. No doubt about it. And we'll get you through it here on a rain-soaked Monday morning. But um, Keith, something that uh, you teased over the weekend that I, I want the answer to now is you said coming up on Monday. I'll tell you which rookie quarterback took a step closer to starting week one. Okay, tell me. Well, it, it, <laughs> I can tell you who it's not going to be. Yeah, it's probably easier to go that way. No, no. I, I think, well, here's what I would say. I thought coming out of the weekend, right. or going into the weekend, into. Better, better yet, that a rookie or two would take a step closer mm-hmm. to starting. Has anybody? You can say nobody has. I think personally Justin Fields has, but his head coach doesn't believe so. Mm-hmm. He's sticking to his guns for whatever reason that may be that Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback week one against the Rams in Los Angeles. That might have been the most disturbing game of the weekend from that perspective, right? From the from the quarterback perspective, from the team performance perspective, everything. When you're looking at what you were expecting to see or hoping to see out of the Bears this year, that's the game you come away with if you're a Bears fan. Like, what did I just watch? So, you you, you know, you start to look at all the rookie quarterbacks. We're going to put the Cam Newton situation. We're going to just put that where it belongs. In the shelf, on the shelf, close the door, put the lock on it. You will hear get, the latest from the wing. Get rid yeah. of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Trey Lance situation, it sounds like Jimmy G probably will start week one and mm-hmm. then we'll go from there with Trey Lance and sprinkle him in there. Then you go to Trevor Lawrence, he'll probably wind up being the starter, right? He's going probably just going to – even though I think that they probably – early on I thought that um, Urban Meyer would – I don't know, allow Minshew to kind of just bring it along slowly, then insert Trevor Lawrence into the lineup, but clearly he sees something or they're seeing things in Jacksonville that says, forget it, we're just going to push him out there. And then you got the Justin Fields situation Um, because Zach Wilson is the starter in New York. So only guy that's really left is Justin Fields. And so now you got the Chicago Bears booing Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, I think it was three or four series in that game where they came away empty-handed, whether it was a turnover or they just stalled. Three and outs, yeah. And then all of a sudden he throws a 77-yard bomb that if the defender had any type of ability, he could have batted the ball down and <laughs> intercepted it. But I'll leave that alone. Um, and Justin Fields did okay enough for me to start to say, you know what, let's take another look at him in the third game some more before we make this final decision with three weeks to go to start a regular season. I like the fact that he can get out of harm's way. Four carries, 50 yards on the ground. I mean, that to me, I, I need that in my life. I just do. Well, with their offensive line, they probably need that in their life too. But do they need it and do they want it for week for a guy, one? Again, for yeah. a guy, Allen, who had question marks going into the game, 
based on a little bit of a slight groin injury right. that he had. People was like, oh. Limited And practice. he came out there and put a, a, a half a C note up. Mm-hmm. And 45-14, to 14, by the way, was the final scores. The Bills just absolutely dominated that game, especially early on in that game. And then their backup quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, had a little bit of a revenge game as well in Chicago. But back on the story that we're talking about here, and that is the quarterback situation for the Bears. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's Matt Nagy, and he's talking about Andy Dalton, who, as Key told you, absolutely struggled, got booed. But, Matt Nagy, is Dalton still the plan number one starter? The stock of, of Andy for us is going to be something for us is, is seeing what he does during the season. You know, that, that's how we got We got to be able to see what, what can Andy do during the season with this team and with, with these guys. Um, that has been our plan this whole entire time. I truly understand the want to for people to want to see more of Justin and, and all that. I get that. Um, but we also understand where we're at and, and how what the true plan is. And, and all we can do is ask Justin to keep playing, and he's doing it, and Andy to keep playing, and Nick to keep playing. And that's cool. straight talk, by straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Right, Nick? Who's Nick? <laughs> oh, Nick Foles. He's still on the roster. By the time they get the Nick, whatever, whatever I have a chance to watch it, and by the time they got the Nick, I, will, I turn the channel, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? That's funny. I was saying this to you yesterday. Like, like, you've got me to a point now where I don't know what I'm looking at because it is preseason. And so you're, you're not seeing a lot of starters. It's a, it's a, a shortened preseason now. It's down to three games. And you're just seeing a lot of teams not playing a lot of their starters. You're not seeing teams the way I remember. Like week three was always the dress rehearsal, right? In the, in the in what we remember as the old preseason, it was a dress rehearsal game. You got to feel for both what you've got with your team. I don't know what to believe in anything I'm looking at when the younger, the five rookie quarterbacks that we're seeing, how they look, what they're doing against. And I keep saying, who are they doing it against? You know, you, like you're almost like you're in my head now as I'm watching because I'm not sure am I supposed to be excited about this or am I just, all right, well, this isn't real. Like you just heard Matt Nagy. I need to see him in a regular season game about Andy Dalton. But Bears fans, they don't want to see Andy Dalton in a preseason game, a regular season game, or any other game. They want to see Justin Fields. So they start booing him as, again, three and outs, offense is sputtering. And then on the other side of things, Mitch Trubisky and the Bills are just absolutely dominating them. So here's Justin Fields who once again got the cheers when he got into the game. And I thought he handled this pitch perfect on hearing the boos and getting cheered for coming in the game for Dalton. I noticed it. Um, of course, you know, the fans are awesome uh, getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Um, Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, uh, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. And, um, you know, they have to, you know, trust in coach to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions and, um, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like, there's no – that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's that's not doing none of that. So, um, you know, uh, I would say, you know, my, my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. So, yeah, I, I, we were both watching the, the highlight back. I was going to say exactly that to you. 61 just <laughs> – but he wasn't going to catch him. <laughs> no, he uh, wasn't going to catch him as Justin Fields came around the, the edge. But uh, you heard what he just said there. I thought he handled that as perfectly as you can because he knows that they, he's the flavor. Everybody wants to see Justin Fields, but that's still your teammate, Andy Dalton, right? Yeah, You've got to be in the, in the quarterback room. And I thought he handled that exactly how you're supposed to handle it, is that this isn't going to help us, the booze, and you should cheer for him. And, and I thought Andy Dalton also handled it well when he responded to if the booze bothered him. 
you know, it's it's part of it. They want to, uh, you know, they want to see a good product out there. I didn't hear any boos after the touchdown pass that I threw. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be they'll be cheering a lot. He threw a 73-yard touchdown pass, of course, in the second quarter. Bad throw, great play by the receiver, and bad defense. I'm just going to keep it so 100. You, you always do. It's yeah. all right, so you would have booed him as well. All right, we're asking. No, I didn't say that. I'm not into booing a guy. I'm just saying when you reference that the 73-yard touchdown you threw, mm-hmm. when I go back and I look at that field. You, know you know what he's trying to say, though. Is like, hey, we, we did score. We had a big play, and no one's I get doing it. that. No, I understand, but. If the DB just turned his head, that's all he got to do is put his hands up and turn his head. But you still don't think it's a problem that Nagy said we need to see Andy Dalton in the regular season, which would suggest to me that we're going to see him again week one as the starter. Yeah, that's, that's what it suggests. I think it is a problem because Justin Fields, in my opinion, outplayed Andy Dalton from what I can see in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there in training camp. I wasn't there in the meeting rooms. I don't know if – if he is uh, getting all of the information in making them comfortable when they ask him questions or whatnot on the board, I don't know all of that. I just know from watching the film and looking at it, he looks like a better player than Andy Dalton right mm-hmm. now. He can get out of harm's way. I mean, he got that stuff that I said, you know, when yep. he drafted He's him, got it. He, I'm like, that's what it is right there. If you yeah. don't like that, then you don't like ice cream. <laughs> well, we'll see how soon they do go to him. So we're asking at KeyJNZ on Twitter, which rookie quarterback should be the week one starter? We have Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance, and Justin Fields already early on running away at 59.9%. Also be part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper feed or call in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. All right, so we said you'd hear from New England in that perspective right now, and they're all now singing the same tune. One quarterback is the starter right now. How long, though, is that right now? We'll find out after Key has this from DoorDash. DoorDash here with the summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off? Got a call? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and say, try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery free. Hmm, I always like that, free and no fees. Year-round, get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the Dash DoorDash app and stay cool. You can stay real cool in this rain. Terms and conditions apply. Second time around in this offense. He's doing exactly what I expected him to do. Based on how he's been playing this year in training camp, you know, he looks like he's going to be a week one starter. And just like Keyshawn says, it's his job to lose. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. 
Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Based on how he's been playing this year in training camp, you know, he looks like he's going to be a week one starter. I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't lose it. The ball touched the ground one time. Right. Doing that probably helps him hold off Mac Jones. They're trying to coach the electricity out of Cam Newton. Oh, man. Already early in the show, early in the week. And we're going to discuss something that's just going to so stupid. put Key in a bad mood, and that's <laughs> the quarter- no, I'm not going to be in a bad mood. It's the quarterback competition that's up in a, New England. It's not a bad mood, Alan. I'm just, I, you know, when we play them little sound bites and people talking. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Well, you just He's don't like the fact that they're holding off anybody. <laughs> Keeping him at bay? There's none of that. <laughs> not, stop using that to describe all these different little. Oh, God. It's just crazy how. Now this it's, is from th- so again. Wild. This is from Thursday, but we and we've already discussed it. But because it seems like everybody has to come back. No, hey, no. Cam is the starter, and we'll still find no matter who says it. There's always that one little. New England will be nine and zero, and these damn people will still be talking about Mac Jones Mac's, is Mac's pushing start. Cam. That's why they're nine and zero. Well, they're nine and zero, but but you know what? You want to be seventeen and zero. You're going to need Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what it's going to be about. But still, stop. all right, so again, this is from Thursday's game. They, the, both guys played well. Cam Newton played exceptionally well, 8 of 903 yards and a touchdown early in that game as they, they just uh, beat down on Philadelphia. But still, the question continues to be asked because the Patriots, I mean, I don't know, have they officially, they haven't officially, the, right? The damn no, I know, I know, but they haven't officially named him. They haven't said it. That's our guy, right? They haven't. Nobody says that. Nobody said he's not the guy. Nobody (laughs) says that. Nobody (laughs) says this. He's our starter. It just it's on the depth chart, right? And a guy walks in the locker room. He takes the first team reps. What more do you need? All right. Well, let's see. Y'all crazy, man. Do you need Josh McDaniels, who is the offensive coordinator of the Patriots, to maybe say it? Well, listen to how he says it when asked. Oh God, stop! When asked if if he knows who will be starting at quarterback in Week One, I know this is going to sound silly, but I mean, I haven't really worried about it. I mean, I think that that decision, you know, from from Bill will 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 be made when the time is right to make it. I mean, Cam certainly is um, is the is the starter now, and he has done a good job. You know, he's gone in there, he played well the other night, um, he's practiced well, and. Um, but, you know, I know those guys are really competing hard, and we're giving them an opportunity to compete and play a lot of football. You know what I heard? You want to know what I heard? Now what you hear? That word now. Oh, does that mean Does that mean just He's a starter now. 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 What more do you want? That's now. Oh, God. All right. Well, he won't we still be have a couple of weeks. He won't be the starter. Cam won't even play in week three preseason. Why would game. he say now? Why would he add that part? Mac well, he, Jones, here we go. He's certainly the starter Mac Jones, now. Mac Jones is starting. But that's, like, look, look, key. Like, like, Mac, Mac Jones. Allen, Mac Jones is a starter. He, they, they're getting ready to roll him out in week one. Just go ahead and do it. I don't give a damn. Go ahead and do it because I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about it. I mean, Key, you like living in New York. You, you're living in New York. I'm living in New York now. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, what is that? Well, well, why would you say now? What would that mean? 
Because if Cam Newton plays bad to the point where the season looks like it's getting ready to be lost, Mm -hmm. then Mac Jones will be the starter. The same thing in San Francisco for Jimmy G. The same thing for uh, Andy Dalton in Chicago. Hmm. Yeah. The same thing for Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke in Denver. Is it it's, yes. They will eventually do that, move on to the next guy. If Cam Newton plays bad. Just why say now? It's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Stop why picking it apart. He's a starter. I, He'll be the starter I, for the I rest just, of the I season. I enjoy picking it apart. All right, you guys let, are crazy. All right, so, all right let's, go, let's go then to San Francisco and another rookie quarterback. Can I say pushing? It was pushing the start of the, uh, the incumbent for the job. The yeah. difference in pushing Jimmy Garoppolo is that Kyle Shanahan gave you an opportunity to scrutinize, not even scrutinize, to dissect every word out of his mouth. Because they moved up? A few weeks ago when he said that he's certainly going to play. All right, well, based on that, he was asked, Kyle Shanahan, that is, and this is after last night's game where the the quarterback play was all right. No, he played good, man. That wasn't his fault on the interception. Catch the damn ball. Trey Lance. Catch the ball. that That was a bad one. Jimmy G, though, was sailing a few. He didn't look sharp. He didn't look sharp in, in, in limited yeah, I mean, play. Limited play, he didn't look sharp. He didn't look great. Kyle Shanahan, as Key mentioned, was asked by a reporter about the quarterback competition. And is it kind of the same or where are we compared to when a couple of weeks ago you said uh, where the quarterback competition was? So has it changed? Kyle, you, you said, opened the camp saying it's Jimmy's a starter, not an open competition, but obviously everybody's competing. Has anything done much to change that dynamic as you go into the third preseason game? No, I haven't seen that. You know, I would love for um, it to be more and more each week, but, you know, I think the situation is pretty similar right now. So haven't seen that. Would like to have seen the progression, right, more and more. Hasn't. Is that suggesting that Justin Fields uh, – I keep doing that. Trey Lance hasn't done enough. I almost said something when you did that, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like rookie quarterbacks. I've got a know. lot of them in my brain right now. <laughs> I didn't feel like being uh, Twitter don't, to explode. Don't be that guy, because <laughs> you know I'm not about that. Um, but but is it that is it on Trey Lance? Like okay, we opened it up. He hasn't done enough to move well, ahead. I think I think what I think he's what right Kyle, where he is. I think Kyle Shanahan says wherever we start, that's where we're at. Jimmy's the starter. Trey's number two. He'll play. Nothing's changed. I think that's what Kyle right. was saying. But the, the competition was open, and he just makes it sound like there has been. He has not closed. Yeah, but he the wasn't. Gap. He wasn't going to ever surpass Jimmy G. Well, no, there in was training some, There was some thought that I mean, if he plays nah. well enough, Jimmy G becomes a tradable asset that you can get something for. Yeah, but you can't. You can't trade Jimmy G based on what Trey Lance does in preseason. In Fifty snaps. All right. Well, you how can't about, do that. But then, but. What you can do is if somebody comes along and says, we're getting ready to give you a, first. a high pick, yeah. then you could just say, you know what? Go. Okay. Because Even- we this is our future anyway. Let's start it now. Mm. Kyle Shanahan was also asked, though, all right, so then that means Jimmy G, your starter for week one. Listen to this exchange. Are you going to make an announcement? Is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter week one? No, I'm not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> why not? I mean, what, what's the difference? Like, why, why not just say, yeah, 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 he's, he's our guy. Obviously, he's been our guy, so he's our guy. Because why you, not just say because it? Because you want the competition and you want the kid to, to Trey Lance to keep 
showing things. Think this about is, it. I, this, you don't like it. I don't it. buy this. You don't, you don't like it. Let's see. Well, so far, we've got – so far, we've had Urban Meyer – won't name the starter. Which is hysterical. Or, or say Trey Lance's. I mean, all oh, these quarterbacks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you have the same problem I did? I was about to say yeah, something. Tre- Trevor Lawrence is a starter. <laughs> we got the same thing in Philly where they won't just say Jalen Hurts is a starter. So that's two. We got Denver uh, won't name Teddy Bridgewater the starter. Which is stupid. We got San Francisco Right. At four, won't name the starter. What are we doing? We got Chicago at five, won't name the starter. That I understand. Essentially, we have, if you want to make it so, a story. New England? Well, yeah. I don't think so, but the, the germ spreaders out there, they want to <laughs> say New England. Uh-huh. So you got about six, seven teams that really haven't named the starter, even though they know who's starting. Everybody knows. We know, yes. they know, and all that stuff, but still, that, that's what it is. Keyshawn J. Will. Zubin Nation, good tweet from Damian Brown on the Dr. Pepper Twitter. Uh, he said, guys, Les Sneed said that Jared Goff was their quarterback for now, too. Then two weeks later. Yeah, but that was a different for now. He's in day 12. That was a different for now. Yeah, that you could and tell. we all knew. You could tell. Yeah, Les Sneed never said that. He would never, ever say that. We knew based on the rumblings that he was on the move. Right, and they had to just say something, and yeah. that's how he put it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Nat Geo. Download the Overheard podcast for curiously delightful conversations. Overheard around National Geographic's headquarters, presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your next adventure. All right. Then there's the quarterback situation in Dallas and why Dak might not be the only concern in Big D. That's after I tell you about Bank of America. So it's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. A jersey, a power recliner, bigger screen. And use your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping rewards that you put towards an essential piece of the celebration, like an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, it's Greeny, and it is a jam-packed football weekend. We'll have plenty of reaction on Monday to all the quarterback battles that are being settled, the critical injuries, and much more. See you then. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Whether you rent or own. GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's go no huddle after the second week of the NFL preseason. Key, let's begin in Indianapolis. Mike Wells, ESPN Colts reporter, the latest on Carson Wentz. Colts quarterback Carson Wentz is expected to practice on a limited basis today for the first time in 25 days, but there's still no guarantee that he'll be starting in week one against Seattle. His return to the practice field is just one step in the right direction since his foot surgery three weeks ago today. There are still plenty more steps to go before Wentz or anybody can say for sure that he'll be starting against Seattle. The Colts have said numerous times that they plan to be very cautious with the quarterback and his recovery. The team will increase Wentz's workload as time goes on, but this is the best-case scenario for Wentz and the Colts because head coach Frank Reich recently said he'd ideally like for his quarterback to have two full weeks of practice before the season opener. Barring any kind of setbacks, Wentz could have three full weeks of practice to get caught up on things before facing the Seahawks. So, Key, after all the concerns about Wentz, Quentin Nelson, and whether or not they'd even be available in the first month of the season, it's still trending towards both of them, including Wentz, being available for week one. I think he will be available for week one when they have him have an opportunity to get him out on the field, practice, get those reps in. I think grasping the offense, all he needs to do is whatever little bit of rust that he has, mm-hmm. let it chip away over the next couple of weeks, and he'll be the starter week one. Very important for the Colts to get off to a good start with their new acquisition. Okay, meanwhile, so the Packers don't have to worry about a new acquisition at quarterback. They have Aaron Rodgers back in the fold, but Jordan Love – hasn't had any regular season snaps, and he's very limited so far in the preseason because of an injury. So Rob Domofsky, our ESPN Packers reporter, answers the question of whether or not Jordan Love will play again in this preseason. The Packers might get to see Jordan Love play in another preseason game after all. Love missed Saturday's second preseason game against the Jets because of the right shoulder injury he sustained in the preseason opener a week earlier. Coach Matt LaFleur said that Love should return to individual drills at practice on Monday, and if all goes well, his workload could increase leading up to Saturday's preseason finale at Buffalo. The Packers had hoped to see as much of Love in action as possible this summer as he makes the jump from third stringer to Aaron Rodgers' top backup and potentially the heir apparent in 2022. Key, is that the important part? It's not necessarily what he's going to do this season, but more or less Can we rely on him to be a backup just in case? And also, is he going to be part of our future? I think so, Alan. And I mentioned that a while ago about the importance of him solidifying the number two spot behind Aaron Rodgers once Aaron Rodgers made the decision to go back to training camp and play this year for the Green Bay Packers. They still don't have a what I would call a true number two quarterback that you feel comfortable about. Here's a guy that you drafted in the first round that you think could potentially be the successor to Aaron Rodgers in the future. But for now, the important part is to try and see 
could he at least be a damn backup? Have you seen anything? I know, he again, limited time in that first game, but, I mean, is there any reason to believe it? Or should they be – if you're Brian Gutekunst, should you already be actively looking for somebody to put behind Aaron Rodgers? This is a team that could go to the Super Bowl. This is a team that you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to miss a half if Aaron Rodgers just can't finish a game, whatever it is. So should he be active considering how many other teams, and one we're going to talk about in a minute – are going to be actively looking for a backup, a veteran backup. You mentioned Super Bowl team, okay? The number two quarterback is really only there for a few games just in case injury. He's not there to take you to the it's, Super Bowl. It's insurance. Just well, because well, of Nick Jeff, Foles did. Well, I was going to say, just because <laughs> of Jeff Hostetler may have done yep, it good or, or Nick Foles was able to do it. But those starters got you to a point where when you count the games that the Nick Foles had to win the Super Bowl, we're not talking about a whole season. Mm-hmm. We're talking about – Five games on our hand that can a backup quarterback do enough to get you in that situation and feel good? Certainly, because the starter got you there just like Carson Wentz was able to get the Philadelphia Eagles there. I think they could have seen enough so far in practice as well as a little bit of time he had in the preseason to say, well, at least he could be our number two. Am I overreaching, though, when I say how important a a veteran or a a quality backup could be for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations? Because, like I said, you you, you broke it down perfectly. You're not asking a backup quarterback to win you a lot of games, but you might need him to win one. And that one could be the difference between home field advantage, winning your division – avoiding having to play. Like that, those games, that half that you need him to play for you, you know, Nick Foles winning in the Super Bowl is one thing, but week eight critical game matchup that gets you somewhere that helps you you willing. What are you willing to give up to get that guy that could be available? Any of anything that's available to you, it's available for a reason at a cheap number. Yes. So you might as well just go with Jordan love. Now, if we're talking about getting a, Marcus Mariota, for instance, and I throw that name out there because he certainly wants to play again. You're going to have to give up everything. Why, why do that for a one or two games mm-hmm. when you don't even know if you're going to be in that position? So you might as well just roll the dice on Jordan Love as your number two and just hope and pray that Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. Now, again, quarterback situation and backup quarterback situation is a big story, and a lot of the teams that, that are trying to win a Super Bowl – but, of course, in Dallas, every position. The long snapper is a big story in Dallas. But still, let's go to Dallas right now. And first and foremost, quarterback, of course, from Todd Archer, our ESPN Cowboys reporter. Let's get the latest on Dak Prescott. When the Cowboys return to practice this week, Dak Prescott is expected to do more than he's done the last two weeks, which could mean a resumption of team drills, something he's not done since July 27th. Mike McCarthy said he won't play in the preseason finale against Jacksonville, so he'd go into the regular season against Tampa Bay without any live action. The Cowboys have been cautious with Prescott's return from a latissimus strain, so much so that many wonder if he's hurt more than is being let on. Multiple folks have told me Prescott is fine and he would play if this were the regular season. The key now is rest, and so it doesn't become an issue once the regular season begins. Because of the ankle injury, Prescott will be 11 months removed from the last time he was on a field when he faces the Buccaneers' defense. The offense might not be at its peak effectiveness early in the season, but the Cowboys continue to believe Dak will be Dak. Do you believe Dak will be Dak, regardless of the fact that he's not going to get any any work in the preseason? Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, I said this to you a couple weeks ago when everybody was screaming and hollering about whether or not Dak Prescott should play in game two to get some snaps. I'm like, look, at the end, why even mess around? You're not even going to play him but 20 snaps, if that. Mm -hmm. And that's a a heavy workload for a starting quarterback of his caliber in the preseason. And you're not going to do that when he's coming off two injury or one injury and some soreness to a shoulder. 
you might as well forget it. And you did that in week two, and then you got three weeks later before the start of the regular season, all that work that he did in week two is going to waste. So why even bother? Yeah, it, it just like I said, it would be the idea of just knocking off Russ, but you still got to wait to get to week one. Yeah, anyway. knock off the Russ in practice. And remember, week one is the opener, and that's against the Bucks, and that's going to be a big game. All eyes on it, and a lot of people will be watching Dak Prescott under center. But you know what? Let's stay in Dallas, Key, as we continue with the no huddle, because there's more to this story about the quarterbacks in Dallas than just Dak Prescott. You watched uh, the games this weekend. What you saw was the Cowboys playing the Texans, and you saw their backup quarterbacks. Yes, I made that same face. I mean, Cooper Rush, you know, 10 to 12, 97 yards, two touchdowns. He's only thrown three passes in his entire career in the NFL, right? Like, like he, he, there's not a lot of experience back there. So what do the Cowboys do at backup quarterback? In fact, is the Cowboys' backup quarterback even on their roster? Let's go back to Todd Archer. This is from game night on Saturday about the backup situation in Dallas? That's a great question. And I think that, that remains unanswered after tonight because of what you saw Cooper Rush do. Uh, 10 to 12, 97 yards, two touchdowns tonight against Houston in the first half. And Garrett Gilbert, the, the presumed number two, the guy who started a game, played pretty well against Pittsburgh last year, played just two series, had a, a fumble on the first series uh, and couldn't get anything much going there on the second series. So, there might be a, an opening here that nobody really saw. And, and Mike McCarthy left open the possibility that their backup quarterback isn't here yet. The end of that is the key part to me. <laughs> the backup quarterback, Mike McCarthy suggesting the backup quarterback isn't here yet. Ben DiNucci threw three interceptions. Ben DiNucci, he threw three interceptions in his uh, preseason so far. Did not look cool good. cool on him. Garrett Gilbert hasn't played a ton, and that's been the guy that you feel like is the backup. But – could it be that their backup isn't there? And again, I ask you, Key, am I making too much of a backup quarterback situation? No, you're not making too much of it. This is the same situation the Green Bay Packers face. The only difference is Cooper Rush actually has played in the preseason and has done pretty well in the little bit limited time that he's gotten. Mm -hmm. Then you say he's only thrown three passes in the regular season. In his career, yeah. Which Jordan Love's thrown zero. <laughs> so yeah. you, you still got a little bit of a dilemma so backup quarterbacks are at a premium in the National Football League. But the ones that can help you, they're going to cost you. Who should be more aggressive in getting a quality backup quarterback, the Cowboys or the Packers? I would probably say the Cowboys. Who should they get? Well, If they're targeting someone, who should it be? I would wait till so New England has four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Cam ain't going nowhere. Mac Jones ain't going nowhere. Right. Still Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Mm -hmm. I would wait to see what happens there. Okay. Then I look at Chicago, wait to see what happens with Nick Foles. Right. Um, those would be. You mentioned Mariota before. Yeah, but it's going to cost you. And Mar Mariota wants to be a starter. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a lifetime So he wants backup. to go somewhere where he can earn his way he up. Yeah. Go somewhere to earn his way up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would think those characters would be the guys that okay. you would see that's there, that's available to you, that's had some playing experience in the past that could potentially help you. I mean, and then there's always the opportunity to go and sniff out a guy like Alex Smith and be able to say to a guy like that. Talk him out of retirement you know, Talk already. him out of retirement. There's always that possibility. 
you know, to talk a guy like that out of retirement. See if he still has the itch to play. All right, let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum, our front office insider on the Goodyear Hotline. It's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Mike. I, I, he doesn't believe I'm making too much of the backup quarterback situation in Dallas. What do you think of it, and what would you do if you were in that front office? Yeah, I think it's really a, a very fair point. We saw a couple of things happen over the weekend. Danucci wasn't good enough. We saw A.J. McCarron in Atlanta get hurt. And there's a lot of durability questions right now about Dak Prescott. So I don't think Gilbert's good enough. And I like Key's idea. New England does have four quarterbacks. I would look at Nick Foles very carefully in Chicago, who's currently their third-string quarterback. But Dak Prescott coming off of, obviously, a very bad ankle injury. Now you add on the shoulder situation I would try to add a quarterback if I were the Cowboys so all right moving on with more quarterback talk we just mentioned also that the Colts are expecting Carson Wentz going to practice a little bit this week ramping it up to be ready for week one what kind of impact does that have and and I mean is that cautiously optimistic news or when you hear this you think there's plenty of time he will be under center week one yeah, Alan, I think he'd be ready to go for week one. I don't think Frank Reich would come out and say, hey, August 23rd, that Carson wants to come out. That. I think that was meaningful. They still have playing time to the regular season. If he's back at full strength, I think it's a two-team race in the AFC South with them in Tennessee. You could draw a line with Houston and Jacksonville you know, well below that. So this is good news if I'm a Cole fan and they need Carson Wentz to play 17 games and at a high level to compete with Tennessee. Mike, you've been around the National Football League for a long time, you know, and, and seen it all. And Andy Dalton was booed in Chicago. And when you're booed as a, as a starting quarterback and no matter what city it is, that smells bad. Hmm. They sound like they want Justin Fields on the field. And Justin Fields, in my opinion, has outplayed Andy Dalton in the preseason, which – I mean, I don't know how much you put into the preseason in these situations, but what should the Bears actually do right now and not worry about week one? Play Justin Fields. He's the better player, Key. Completely agree. And everything matters. You know, it was the old coach Parcells, how players were in the offseason program, how they handled conditioning, walkthroughs, preseason, it all matters. And, Key, as you know, Matt Nagy could lose the locker room because the players know that Justin Fields clearly gives them the best chance to win. And I won't say Absolutely. he's been perfect. He'll have some bumps in the road, but he's the better player. And this was a team that went to the playoffs a year ago. It reminds me to a certain extent of the 09 Jets where we put in Mark Sanchez from USC Key. And from day one, he was our starter and he took us to the championship game. And he wasn't perfect, but we were able to run the ball, play good defense and we had a really good year. And if I'm Matt Nagy, every day you don't do that, you're hurting credibility with yourself in the locker room. What is the point of, of saying that you need to see Andy Dalton in the, in the regular season? He's been in the league for how many years? A long time. 12, 15 years? Like, I think you know what you've got in Andy Dalton, so why would Nagy say that? Yeah, you know, Alan, I think he, to a certain extent, boxed himself in, and I think if he could go back in time, what Matt Nagy would have done would have said, hey, I'll always do what's in the best interest of the Chicago Bears. And right now, Andy Dalton's the starter. But every player will always be evaluated and kind of give himself a little wiggle room. But he was so out in front saying that Dalton's the starter. Because I think what he was trying to do in his own mind is saying, hey, I'm going back to when I was on the Kansas City staff where we had Alex Smith for a year. We drafted Mahomes. And obviously, the rest is history. That's not the situation. Andy Dalton's not Alex Smith. 
and Justin Fields just gives them a better chance to win. So I think by him doing that, he's just trying to nuance around a situation that he created himself. Mike, we see a number of NFL coaches for whatever reason it is. I don't, you know, I don't know what y'all say in y'all little meetings when y'all <laughs> caucus together before y'all set the roster. But we've seen another a number of NFL coaches not come out and just name their starting quarterbacks that were there with them starting a year ago. And Kyle Shanahan just did it again. He will not name Jimmy G the starting quarterback in week one to the media thus far. Why is that? Well, just so we're clear, when we caucus, we talk about overpaid, underproductive players. That's usually what we do, Keith. So, well, that wouldn't that saying, wouldn't have been me. What, so, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it was. You just asked what we talk about. Um, anyway, I, I, what's interesting there, Key, is I think everyone knows that hey, they get traded multiple first round picks to go up and get Trey Lance. He is their future. Clearly, Jimmy G, in my opinion, I would probably start him early. But that gap is closing. Every, every time we watch, I don't know how much of the game you guys saw last night, but Trey Lance could just make some dynamic plays, and I think he's getting better in terms of accuracy and anticipation. Um, and I think Kyle Shanahan, unlike Matt Nagy, is just trying to give himself a little wiggle room. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Jimmy G start, but, boy, that gap is closing fast in San Francisco. And Vic Fangio is another guy who mm-hmm. has not stepped up and said that Teddy Bridgewater is our starter. In fact, he said that, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater essentially is even right now, and I guess they're going to play it down to the wire. Why is that? Yeah, that that to me, of all the situations, that seems to be a genuine sort of competition. I think Teddy Bridgewater gives him the best chance to win, and knowing Vic Fangio and the lens on how he'll make this decision, I think he'll go with the quarterback who he believes will make the least amount of mistakes because he believes in their defense. I think ultimately that will be Teddy Bridgewater. He's a veteran, experienced, can make all the throws. Drew Locke has a lot of ability. We still see some inconsistencies. He did turn the ball over quite a bit, as a lot of rookie quarterbacks do a year ago. Um, so I think it'll be, and at the end of the day, I think it'll be Bridgewater. But again, I think he's an older coach that wants to give himself as much latitude as possible. I'm worried about you a little bit, Mike. I hope you're worried too, because your little prediction in the preseason was that Ben Roethlisberger would be benched. Do you Uh-oh. still feel that way? based on the way he's played. Can you, can you believe some of these people talk against Pittsburgh? You know, they have an all-time great franchise, an all-time great coach. I mean, can you believe that? So, in all seriousness, if he's protected and he can go out there and play seven-on-seven, seven, which, again, seven-on-seven seven is a passing drill in practice where you can't touch the quarterback, if he's well-protected, he'll play great. I'll be wrong. But I know how hard it is to build an offensive line. They're trying to change three, maybe four spots, and when we get into the regular season and they have to face pressure, can they pick it up correctly from day one? They have a rookie running back who's going to be a great player in Najee Harris. Will he be flawless in pass protection? Those are the questions they're going to have to answer. And that, to me, will be the biggest X factor in their success this year. Mike, moonwalking early on a Monday morning. I see what you're doing there. But, no, I, I mean, the offensive line is obviously the biggest story <laughs> Uh, for the Steelers if they want to get any any type of production out of Big Ben. Good stuff as always, Mike. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Right. I'm going to go caucus right now. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I wasn't going to ask him the, uh, the why did Josh McDaniels say about Cam Newton? He's a starter it's now. To, don't don't now. stop, man. You stop. Because <laughs> if you're in the front office, though, you would say that. Why are we even? Why are we doing this? Why? I don't understand why decisions aren't being made on some of these quarterbacks when we all know what's the decisions going on. Already been but made. there was a revenge game in the preseason. Oh, you bet it was. A former top pick. We'll discuss next. KJZ, ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.